One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to be read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to be read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amiko Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy. You have your two award-winning, international acclaimed hosts. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey, and it is a beautiful day for a podcast. We are so, so excited true. to do this one with you all. It's true. It's true. Our dear, dear listener friends, my lips are so chapped. Okay. Uh, it's getting cold out there, guys. Put on that chapstick. Oh, and the lotion. My gosh. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like that skin, guys. I bled through one of my knuckles the other day. It just started ch- chafing and bleeding. Yikes. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's definitely colder where you are. Yeah. But guys, um, keep wearing that SPF on your face, even in the wintertime. Okay. It's, yes. That's your number that. one anti-aging defense. Yes, Sunscreen it's true. on the face every day. And also, don't be too proud to bust out that winter jacket a little bit early because no one wants to be around you sick when the holidays come around. Mm-hmm. So Keep yourself warm. Be comfortable. Who cares what anyone yeah. else thinks? Except don't and wear shorts. You're... Don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't be that don't guy. Do, don't be the shorts and the snow guy. Yeah. But while you're uh, putting on that winter jacket, make sure you, uh, you, you subscribe to this podcast. You leave us a review. You, you send us to your friends. Share us on social media, please. Tell everyone you've ever seen on the street all about us, please. It's true. It's true. Guys, uh, season 19 started back up. I've watched the two episodes that have come out so far. It, uh, it's happening. It's there. It's on the TV. If you want to hear a solo Patreon episode of just Kelsey giving a quick thought idea stream of consciousness of season 19 so far let us I know have thoughts i have the thoughts on them uh but that's definitely something we should do and and speaking of patreon uh subscribe and uh follow us in the link below uh where you started listening to this and uh we are having a record-breaking week of streams uh again. so thank you so much yet again so thank you everyone so keep telling your friends if you haven't take a pause right here uh and just share share this link on your instagram and your facebook stories because that's something you can do on both spotify and itunes so Anyways, back to the show, and we are back. Um, wait, I'm so sorry because I have. Did you notice we have? Um, uh, we had a pickup from Finland. 
quite a big Did spike we really? from our Finland and Australia listeners. Yeah, I haven't looked. No, mm-hmm. have they have they overtaken? Um, well, I'm uh, only looking for the last thirty days, so I'm not looking oh. overall. I'm just looking the last thirty days. Those are number two and three as Australia and Finland, which is what? Mm-hmm. Dang! Yeah. So shout out, guys. Hello to our listener friends around the world. If that's you listening, thank you so much. Please tell us how you found us. We would love to hear from you. Um, you can email us at grazeacademypod at gmail.com. We would love to know how you found us, what your thoughts are, if you're cold, if you're warm, what the weather there is. You know, I just, um, we're a fan. I'd love to go to Australia. It's on the list. We really want to yeah. do a cruise from Hawaii to Australia. Those exist. And I want, Carmen doesn't want to do that. He's afraid of cruises. But Michael and I really want to do that. I would do a cruise to Australia as long as I was with friends and it was all you can eat and all you can drink and it was lobster related. Okay. Also, yeah, seriously, holy cow. The uh, yeah. we're we're getting it, uh outside of the United States, uh the the top couple of of countries here right now, Australia, Finland, Sweden, Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh Sweden and Germany topping the UK with uh Malaysia right behind the UK. So shout out uh wherever you listen. We appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So super cool. Every time I know you guys are probably sick of hearing it, but it's really cool because like obviously we know that people we know listen to this and we do appreciate you, dear friends, and your support and we love you and shout out to you. But it's really cool when it's like someone in Finland. I'm like, well, I sure as shit don't know anybody in Finland. So you guys just found us on your own somehow. And that's pretty cool that you just found us out there on that big, the big blue internet. It's true. And shout out to, uh, overall, I just did a quick historical, uh, view, uh, with the surge, uh, Germany has overtaken Australia in its streams. So our top all time stream, uh, outside of the U S goes Canada, then Germany, then Malaysia, then Brazil, then Australia, then the UK. So UK, we love you, but you guys are slumping uh, and cracking in the top 10 for the first time. Finland, great job. Great job. It's because I'm German. That's why they know. my. Well, I'm not, obviously, I was born here. But my last your, name your is heritage. Werner, traditionally pronounced Verna. And very generous. Yes, yes. So. You know, my my uh, my mother's side of the family, her main name is uh, very German. It's Vandeber. So that is uh, quite German. Quite German. Um, so shout out, Germany. We appreciate you. Uh, Kelsey, can I just start off? Can I give a little bit of a spoiler for this episode? Yes. Fuck this episode. What the oh. fuck? <laughs> Gosh. What, uh, were you surprised? Yes, okay. I think I, I think I actually did predict last week. Did I say that George, uh, George's dad is is a goner? Yeah, you said he was gonna die, but I think you said it was gonna be like Denny, where he was gonna be fine and then die. Well, either way, I I genuinely did not think he was gonna die this episode. Like, I thought no way, no way does Harold die this episode, and, and here 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 he is. But anyways, yep. I'm not gonna give well, my not, ranking for this here. episode. No, no. <laughs> You got to wait till the end of this episode to hear the ranking. But Kelsey, I know that now I've jumped all the way to the end and spoiled it for everyone. Uh, Okay, I'm ready to start from the beginning. Okay, um, real quick before we get in, uh, this episode has the same title as the last episode because it's a two-part episode. So Carmen's not going to do the music part again. And also Shondaland is the same because there were not any new friends. So real quick before we get started, we're not forgetting those segments. They're just not 
we're not repeating them. So if you're curious, you can listen to the last episode that you hopefully already listened to. Um, yeah. Because and I'm not going to give same. you I'm not going to give you an arbitrary jingle either. So you have to go back to the oh, last episode to listen sad, to the jingle. But yeah. Yeah. Go hit that out. Go, go hit that. We got to make a song. We got to make like an actual recorded song of living That's in Shondaland. It's true. And little baby Moses. Oh, little baby okay. Moses. Um, okay. So this is episode 48 overall. Um, it is the 12th episode of the third season in, uh, titled six days, part two written by Krista Vernoff, directed by Greg's. I still don't know how to say his name. Yatanes. Yatanes. Uh, Possibly. It aired January 18th, 2007, had 21.94 million views, um, which is down. I think last week was like 23.05 or something. So it's down a little bit. So like 4 million people just don't know that Harold died. I guess they just weren't invested enough. They're going to be really disappointed next (laughs) week on Grays when he hits the recap and it's him dead. Yeah. All right, now let me read you the Netflix synopsis. This one is, uh, you know, it is what it is. An- yet another, another Netflix classic. Um, Mark is furious with Addison. George's father continues to recover after his surgery. It's wildly misleading. <laughs> he <laughs> does not do that. <laughs> Wow. So is that it? Those two sentences? Yep. That's it. Terrible. Nothing Absolutely about Meredith, nothing terrible. About Thatcher, nothing about Izzy, nothing about Callie, nothing about Derek, Heather, Heather, Bailey, Weber, Burke, Christina, for crying out loud, guys. I, again, I, I, I shit on Netflix a lot about the synopsis. I don't know if it's someone at Netflix that's writing them or if that comes from someone at ABC or if that was attached to someone specifically at Grey's Anatomy. I truly have no idea. I should on Netflix because that's where I'm getting it. But it's ridiculous. They're not good synopsises. You have to think, though, that Netflix would have the power to say, I don't like this synopsis. I'm going to go ahead and just rewrite it. I'm not sure. I will say, though, I feel like when Netflix, like if you go look at like a Stranger Things, they have very lengthy episode recaps. So maybe I'm maybe I'm being too harsh on them. Maybe it's not their call, but they're bad. So, well, either way, uh, so many things missed, obviously. Um, Let's get into. Oh, gosh, I saw you do it. (laughs) You yawned and I thought I could hold it and I couldn't. Uh, The recap. Yes. The recap. Meredith snores, guys. She snores. Um, George's dad asked... Well, we, there was a lot of, obviously, flashbacks around George's dad. He's in the hospital. He's sick. He has cancer. He asked Bailey and Weber to um, do the surgery, like, proceed with the surgery, even if the tumor is spread. Um, they didn't want to, but they did it. Then... Burke tells George to watch the urine output. They watch the urine output. There's he pees a lot. He kisses Cal. It was like a lot of recap was obviously focused around the George's storyline because that's a big thing right now. Um, There's also Heather, the girl with the spine surgery. Izzy deposited the check. Mark and Addison are having a thing. Christina and Burke are not having words. Thatcher's there. Addison and Alex had an almost thing. So that was what I had for the recap. There was there was. No, there was just a lot in that recap. Yeah, it they, was a big recap. 
It was basically an entire season three recap all in one. Honestly. Again, not sure why this was a two part episode. Um, truly, I don't get it. I don't know why. I don't know the purpose. I can't say. So I just thought it was the, weird. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they wrapped up the storylines, but again, they've, they've extended storylines before. So why was this any different? So. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it could definitely have just been a two episode arc without being part one, part two. But maybe it was a deal with the writers or a deal with the director. Who's to say someone, but not us. So if you were in the room where it happened, come on the show and let us know the room where it happened. OK. Um, How good is Hamilton? All right. So great. I made a killer. That's an order from your commander joke today at work. And uh, only two of like the four people in the room got it. And I was like, you two are getting raises. Oh, wow. There was like literally a Hamilton residency in Chicago. That's ridiculous. When? Like they before were at we the Chicago it? theater for like ages. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Long before okay. I forced it upon you. <laughs> yeah. See, I wish I would have known. I would have gone. Anyways, uh, Grey's Anatomy. Shondaland. Okay, so um, it starts. Meredith's still snoring. Derek has not been sleeping well, guys, and he is grumpy. And I gotta say, I'm on Derek's side this time. You know that's yep. you know that's a big de- a big deal because I hate him. But I I need sleep, and if I don't get sleep, I'm bad news bears. And the I'm thing already that- not great news goats. So, <laughs> uh, great news grays. Um, but uh, nice. there, yeah. There, there was uh, the scene where the alarm is going off and he like gets super frustrated because she's just sleeping through the alarm. And yeah. uh, that is me. Jessica yeah. will sleep through an alarm for five minutes. And sometimes I'll let her go five minutes past when her alarm was set. And I'll say, hey, Jessica, can you turn off your alarm? It's been going for five minutes. And she'll look <laughs> at me and say, no, it hasn't. And I'll say, look at your look at your alarm clock right now. Look at your phone. See when it was set. See what time it is now. That's five fucking minutes. Yeah, but um, I Michael just sit in the pain them, just to be mad. But he will snooze it for a full hour. Like, just don't set the alarm. You're not getting up. We all yeah. know it. Yeah, you're just disrupting my sleep. And now, when I'm I mad. realize that, I will wake up enough to reset a new alarm and then go back to sleep. But only if I can realize that in the moment, because it's not always an easy thing to do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so and then she's like, he says he slept terrible and she's like, well, it's because you were up all night kicking me. And I also relate to that because when uh, Michael snores, I just give him a little nudge and normally he'll just like roll over and stop. But sometimes it's not enough and you have to do a real, real Ted Lasso full on football kick. Yep. Oh, Ted Lasso. That's our next podcast. Oh, yes. I have to go live on the record and say that I'll never do... uh, uh, a suits podcast without our dear friend Ryan. Yes, Love you, buddy. He has made that known. Uh, okay, so um, then we go down to the kitchen and I yawn again. Um, George is okay. Izzy's down there. She's making breakfast. And George panics because he doesn't see the check hanging on the fridge. He's like, "Where is it? Where is it? Did you?" Oh, and she says she deposited it. And he said, did you deposit it into the garbage disposal? <laughs> it's funny. This is actually a good scene for George. Yeah. This episode, I was kind of on, like, there were parts where I'm like, I'm glad I'm not there with you, but I kind of understand where you're coming from for a lot of it this episode. Um, 
So George is being weird, but it's funny because she deposited it. And he's like, he's like, oh, it's earning interest. It's you can spend your money now. And he's like, 8.7 million rosebuds. Go send some rosebuds. And she's like, you made me burn my French toast. And he goes, you can buy new French toast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The scene overall was very funny because it's not like George is out there saying, I'm going to use you for your money now, but he is saying like being very supportive of her. He like wants her to spend it. It's very much treat yourself. Like you have, Mm -hmm. you've been through so much, whether or not Carmen and Kelsey want to agree with it. You've been through so much, uh, you know, and it's, it's just like your money can move now is what he said, which I thought was really hilarious. Uh, Uh, Also, if you'll notice at the end of the scene, they did not have sex. So just wanted to point that out. That you, you know of. Okay. There could be... Listen, all I'm saying is that prediction still stands. They will have sex. <laughs> You're really like... I don't even... Doubling down isn't even the word anymore. At this point, I it's have like... Committed. I fully, down. <laughs> fully committed to the bit. Uh, it's just... It, it, it's gonna, it needs to happen. It needs to happen. I don't even want it to happen anymore. It just needs to. <laughs> I don't want it to happen. Um, oh, no. Sorry, I dropped something. Uh, Okay, so uh, Addison is at the hospital, and she sees Mark. And in an attempt to avoid Mark, she turns around and goes the other way and runs into Alex. And it's hella awkward because they had that almost kiss time. Um, So uh, it's awkward. And then Thatcher comes out, and it's even more awkward. Just the absolute most awkward of, of actually all time. Also, I was really annoyed with their with their typical TV trope when they were leaving that scene of the Alex and Addison like bumping into each other and like oh oh I'm going to go this way so I'm going to go this way just just don't just don't it's not even that realistic it's not i've not yeah, been in that that bad of a scenario times. right it doesn't happen as much as the the television and film world would have you think um okay So then Meredith, Christina, and Izzy are, they're like watching Thatcher in the waiting area and he's on the phone and she's like, I can't believe I'm related to him. We have nothing in common. Like I'm nothing like this man. And Meredith and, or sorry, Christina and Izzy just read her for filth. And they're like, you are exactly like this man. You're messy. You got shit all over you. Your life is a fucking disaster. You just talk all the time. Like this is your, you're clearly this man's daughter. (laughs) Which is like super harsh because they're they're saying these things to her while Thatcher is completely just over over exaggerating the worst possible qualities. He's he's holding a cup of coffee. He's trying to get the newspaper. He's on the phone. He's dripping and dropping coffee everywhere. He he messes up the newspaper. It's just terrible. It's just terrible. Uh, and I feel bad for her because they're comparing. Like yes, she can have terrible qualities. She can be a mess. But like that's just harsh. That was a bit harsh. But what what were her yeah. comebacks? The one comeback for Izzy was you're a millionaire wearing twenty dollars shoes. And oh then yeah, the- you're in a relationship with no words, and you are a millionaire in twenty dollars shoes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. I did like you're in a relationship with no words. That was very funny to me. Um, yeah, okay. if the the millionaire in twenty dollars shoes, gosh, I if I was a millionaire, I would do a number on shoes. Yeah, you really would. Um, 
Okay, so Izzy gets paged and uh, she goes to Heather's room and they're like, okay, we are actually going to do the surgery. And she's like, oh, did the insurance company decide to pay? And they were like, no, it was an anonymous donor. And she acts all surprised and Bailey's giving her the shifty eyes the second she walks in. Bailey knows. She knows it was Izzy. Bailey's a genius. Obviously, she knows Izzy's bullshit backward and forward. Um, you know who so else is takes... a genius? Me. I predicted okay. that last week. Yeah, you know what? I think you actually did. Literally the second I, I yeah. saw that scene where the mom and Izzy was standing right there, the second she deposited the check, I knew she was paying for the surgery. That is me, Carmen the champion of predictions for Grey's Anatomy. But 300 grand, uh, damn. Yeah. Uh, okay, so so Bailey takes her out in the hall and she's like, did you just spend $300,000 so that you could scrub in? And Izzy gives this speech about whatever. She gives a speech about <laughs> caring about people or some shit. I don't fucking know. Uh, and Bailey's like, I wish you had said you spent $300,000 to scrub in because you're doing it again. Like, it's the same pattern you're getting emotionally involved you're getting personally attached like it's not okay this is literally the issue and you are repeating the pattern maybe she falls in love with heather and they get engaged and then she dies of a stroke perchance we'll see when when would she sleep with george in that scenario uh as the coping mechanism to get over heather Ah, okay, perfect. As long as you have a yeah. timeline. Yeah. Also, Heather's 17, so that's legal. Well, that would happen um, later on. And also, I don't think it's illegal to marry someone under the age of 18. Depends on the state, and you always have to have parental consent. Well, maybe that was a trade-off. Maybe Izzy said, I'll give you the 300000 if you sign this waiver, Mom. This is getting way worse. That's just human trafficking. <laughs> Whoops. That's not uh, what you want. Obviously, that's nothing to joke around about everyone. I'm just kidding. And then there was the title card. So, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, okay. We get the Addison and Callie scene. So we find out why Mark is upset. This is not what you predicted. Were you surprised? I was very surprised. Uh, yeah. First off, it was surprising to see the Callie confiding in Addison scene. So already I was kind of like on the defensive of this is confusing. This is kind of a new development, but I dig it. No, I like we it. We had them. They've had that moment with some other episode where at the end of it, they Callie like asked Addison to go to drinks, but Addison got paged. So she was like, Wait, but it would the whole, oh, it was the episode where um, the boys were camping and they had oh, the patient yeah. who lost the baby and they like delivered the, yeah. Um, so they were, that was like the beginning of their blossoming friendship. So this is the continuance of such, of said friendship. I, I forgot about that. So I, that, that helps. But in the moment I felt confused and blindsided. And then to throw in the abortion thing, um, at first I didn't get it. At first it took me a second to think, okay, I don't understand 
this isn't the anniversary of the abortion, but I got it. It clicked later on in the episode that this must have been the due that this week was when the baby would have been due or been born. Um, yeah, which Addison took me a while to get there. Verbatim, today was the due date. So yeah, right. But that's... it didn't. It didn't occur to me. It didn't occur to me until after when he was like, "We would have been a family." I was like, "Oh, today was the due date." That's why he's mad. He's not mad because it's an anniversary. He's mad because today is the day. It yeah, took me I'm a minute. Con- okay, can you stop I'm judging me, please? <laughs> Never. Um. Anyway, I so, yes. I am watching this for the first time and taking a lot of notes. Okay, I miss things. It's true. I also this podcast is over. This is the last. You know what? I'm glad Finland, Sorry, Finland, Finland and <laughs> Germany is here. Uh, I'm glad you're here to listen. In Australia, I'm glad you're here to listen to Kelsey. Anyways, we're we're, we're not done. We're still going. No, we're still going. Um, okay. So, yeah, Addison is zoning out. Callie sits down and starts talking about George kissing her and all this stuff. And then Addison's not listening. So then Callie tells her about aborting the abortion. And they have a nice conversation. Um, and Callie's like, oh, did you not want kids? And she's like, no, I wanted Derek's baby. I wanted to be with Derek and not, not Mark. So, yeah. It's a nice moment, though, kind of building on the the friendship that has been um it's been a few ep- i mean i will give to your to your credit it has been multiple episodes since that was established and they have had no interaction so yeah but this is reaffirming that for us the viewers so do you know how i know that mark is a trash person though uh he's yankees. a he's a yankees fan if you buy your kid a yankees onesie you're a trash person he probably says the same thing about you buying your kid a White Sox onesie. Well, he's wrong. Although right now the the White <laughs> Sox are not fictional. in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm fictional mad at you. It's okay. It's all right. Can we talk about that Tennessee game though? Woohoo! I I will tell you that you is enough to make me a Tennessee fan. Watching I those fans truly teared up. I would love. I would love to go to a Tennessee game with you. Oh my God. It's the best. I would buy an orange Tennessee shirt or hat. Maybe not hat, they, but definitely. A, they a broke shirt. the decibel record in Nayland stadium this, this weekend. That's it's awesome. Insane. It's, ugh, it's the best you guys. It's so good for anyone out okay. there wondering, <laughs> uh, Tennessee, uh, which is college Kelsey's football. yes. A uh, favorite college football team, second favorite sports team, only behind the Chicago white Sox. Yeah, uh, I don't give a shit about baseball. So <laughs> I only care about this. Uh, the, the, so, so Tennessee beat Alabama in, in a game, but it was for the first time in what, 15 years that they beat yeah. them. Yeah. So they tore down the football goal posts. Mm-hmm. They got them out of the stadium, walked mm-hmm. them down the main strip of the street and threw them into the Tennessee River. It was yep. wild. <laughs> yep. That's the tradition, you guys. It's a weird tradition, but it's there. Anyways, we're just catching up at this point, <laughs> even though we've already talked about this. Um, okay. So, oh... Where am I? They're about to do uh, the surgery with uh, yes. with Heather and Alex yep. ask. Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah, they are doing it. Yeah. George joins the other interns in the gallery to watch Derek operate on Heather. 
And Christina asks him if he's seen Burke. And his response is, even if I did like you, I wouldn't tell you that. And what I like about this is Izzy calls him out on the bullshit because she's like, I don't understand why you're fine with Burke and not fine with Christina. And his response, I'm going to be honest, made no sense to me. He says her career wasn't on the line when she lied to me. Okay. Also, yes, it was because she's entangling herself in this mess. So it absolutely was. And also, I don't understand that response as a defense. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, It it. For me, it would have made more sense if he was like, oh, no, like Burke was Bur- Burke was manipulated by Christina or yeah, Christina was, was like, the accomplice or something like if that. He you know? said like Burke would never have done that if it weren't for Christina or something like that. Yeah, I would, exactly. I would get it. But I don't I don't understand that defense at all. So, yeah. But good guy Alex, uh, nonetheless, asking how Harold was doing. That was sweet of him. Yeah, that was nice. I I also noted that. I was like, this, you know, I think they're just sliding in little little moments of Alex being being good, like really establishing it, so it doesn't like come out of nowhere and make no sense. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I remember. Go go back and if this if this randomly is the first episode you're listening to, listen to the first season because all of a sudden, like three quarters of the season through, I'm like, oh my gosh, I like Alex now, and it just and hit I me. Hate George. Yeah. Jo- well, I never liked George. George always yeah, was but trash. he wasn't your least favorite. No, no. Alex, Alex for a long time far. was. Yeah. Um, so Meredith tells Christina to just talk to Burke and Christina's like, I can't, he owes me. And Meredith asks what he owes her. And Christina goes, I don't know, which is just (laughs) impeccable and like relatable. If you're me, like that's definitely something that I would say, cause I will hold a grudge. Um, so then Meredith asks Alex, like oh how's it going with addison and he does that tv trope thing was like what what do you mean what do you mean why would you why 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 would you ask that what do you mean it's fine what would you ask who who, who is addison who who even is that i don't know (laughs) i've never seen a woman in my life um and so he asks what she's talking about and meredith's like the baby and alex is like oh yeah no she's fine it's good baby's good and then I hate, he, you know, you do that again, very TV tropey. You got to look good in front of your friends. Oh, I didn't want to be with the baby. I, I want to get back on Sloan real bad. I want to get back yeah. into plastics. Uh, you know me, plastics. Yeah, fuck babies, man. They suck. Pla- yeah, plastic bags, plastic wrap, plastic tubes, you know, love all of it. Single use plastic. Single use plastics, love it. Um. Yeah, so then George and Meredith get paged about George's dad. Um, so all the interns leave, um, and Callie sees this and kind of figures out like, Oh, what's going on. And so she realizes that she wants to be there, um, for George. Um, so she asked Derek and he's like, why the fuck would you want to leave? Like, this is like, you brought this to me and now you want to leave. And he's, she's like, no, I don't want to leave, but I need to leave, which I think is an important distinction. I wish she would have said though, I, I don't want to, but it's George's dad. And then, yeah. like, I wish she would have said that because he, she went through last episode and she did the stare down, you know, like she yeah. earned his respect. And then I think that this was a big, that was a big kind of loss for it. But who knows? Maybe, maybe their relationship will rebound in the future. Maybe he doesn't give a fuck because he's too busy being the worst. Um, Interesting. Interesting theory. Uh, okay, so Bailey is talking to the family about proceeding there in like a conference room, and George sees Callie through the window and like nods for her to come in, which is nice. I appreciate that. 
um, three episodes ago, George would have definitely not have done that. He would have like thrown a brick at her. Um, so Bailey tells the family basically that Harold can't breathe on its own on his own. So the ventilator is breathing for him, but they need to replace the tube. Um, and due to the extensiveness of the surgery, uh, it could, there could be complications cause like his, uh, esophagus and diaphragm could be swollen. So they might not be able to replace the tube as easily as they should be able to in normal circumstances. Um, and basically like prepare yourself cause this could be bad. Um, so then we have the delightful moment. It's a very real family moment. I feel like they're all standing in the hall, like waiting for Bailey to do this. And, um, they're not talking. And then, uh, Jerry just starts tooting and it's stinky. And then he's like, I'm sorry, I'm having stress toots. And then they all just laugh and then he just keeps doing it and they just laugh more. And then it zooms into the George and Callie handhold. Which is cute. And I like it. Having a moment. Yeah. It's a, it's a genuine moment. If I was a writer on the show, I would have made at one point them go, Jerry, that's terrible. And then the mom goes, that one was me. And then they all laugh. (laughs) I but that's why that. I'm a superior writer to all of these people. Disagree. It's fine. You can pull out your Emmys and compare. Um. Okay. So oh, I've got Emmys. You don't. Um. Christina goes to make sure that Burke knows what's happening with George's dad, but she won't talk to him. So she goes in. Tyler's there. Nurse Tyler, who we've seen before and continue to see throughout the series. Uh, he's very funny. And uh, she's like, Tyler, can you tell Burke that like whatever is going on with George's dad? And Tyler goes, you know, he's awake, right? <laughs> I just love how they drag every single human being in this hospital into the middle of their bullshit. It's delightful. Yeah. And I they don't even it. hide it. They don't hide it anymore. So petty. But we should have had Olivia back. Olivia should have come back for one more. <laughs> um, So... Uh, the Bailey they show Bailey doing the replacing the tubes. Uh, she's nervous. Doctor Weber's like, you cannot be nervous. Like it's just a patient. There's not a room for nerves here. Like we're just gonna do it. It's gonna be fine. Um, and she does it. They struggle with the initials tube, and then they go down like half a size, and she's able to take care of it. Meredith goes to tell George, and Bailey's kind of like shaken up. And I love this moment that where she, uh, Dr. Weber asks her if she's okay. And she says she needs a minute. She says, my son is named after his son. Oh, I just love that so much. Yeah. I that's so cute. I got immediate goosebumps on that. And it, like, I was really, like, fuck. Yeah. It like kind of brings home that it's not just about George. Like there's like the, such a connection between her and George. Um, because George was there for her when she became a mom and now like it's George's dad. So it's like an even deeper thing. And I just love that explanation. Yeah. And it's also, so there's a lot of really great things in the scene. Number one, Weber really Mm -hmm. great job. And we see a lot of good guy Weber coming out. Uh, 
I don't know if it's the way he's building this character is the realization that he could lose uh, his wife. So he better damn well do something good if this is what he's going to be doing at the hospital. And being there mm-hmm. for Bailey, I think, has been a lot of really good scenes these last couple of weeks with, uh, you know, saying, hey, like, you don't need like you don't need justice for for Burke. You don't need that. Or, hey, yeah. this is this is uh, just a patient. You know, you got this right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, so good guy Weber's coming through, which I really appreciate. But then, gosh, Bailey, just so, so good. Uh Yeah. What was what's the full name? George William or? William George. What they That's call him right. Tuck. Don't even right. get me started. Um <clears throat> so uh Derek is telling Meredith <laughs> that she needs to get surgery for her snoring. <laughs> and she's like, Well, you should fix your breath and your face. <laughs> and he's like, I'm too tired to shave. Again, I hate him, but like relatable. <laughs> Just go ahead and grow a beard, Derek. They're just bickery. Bickery bickering. You know what I mean? Has just Patrick Dempsey ever had a beard? I'm going to look this up. Uh, I'm... Sh- yes, I'm... There is definitely points in Grays. Please don't Google Patrick Dempsey. I'm just so afraid of what you will find. Just Patrick Dempsey um, beard, and then I'm going to get away from it if I see anything that's Grays related. No, nothing Grays related. He does okay. have... He's got a pretty good beard. Oh my gosh, he's in a white coat. Who is that? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my god, he's in prison. Oh my in god, a white he's coat. A <laughs> oh my god, he's in the electric chair. Okay, so that turned um, very quickly. You know, it is what it is. Um, okay, so uh, Alex asks Sloan if he can scrub in on his plastic surgery, and Sloan's like asking about Addison and if she's miserable and Alex lies and tells him that she's miserable so that he can get in on the surgery and Mark doesn't let him in on the surgery. So lying for nothing. Still a dickhead, Mark. Fuck you. Yankees fan. Yeah. He's not so much in the teaching in this teaching hospital. He's not into it. Does not seem to grasp the concept very well. Um, uh, Meredith and Christina are in the on-call room And they're like saying that they both should be asleep But they can't sleep um, Christina really wants to know how Burke is doing And uh, But she doesn't want to ask This is a and, good scene This is a good scene Yeah This is a good scene uh, George's dad is going into renal failure And Meredith is like Well my dad's here And I don't Like if he died Nothing in my life would change But if George's dad dies Like everything in his life changed And like but I'm jealous of George that his dad is going to die. She's like, is that bad? And Christina's like, yeah, yes, that's bad. Yeah. And it's then bad the, that you that feel that way. Yeah. Like actually terrible. Uh, but I like that Christina was like, she didn't sugarcoat it. She's like, yeah, like that's fucked up, dude. Like, don't, yeah. don't do that. But the, don't, don't tell people that. Yeah. Uh, keep that between us and use your mm-hmm. use your inside your head voice if you ever do think about that. Uh, but then there's one scene where uh, where Meredith was like, you could just ask him how he's doing. And then Christina was like, but he could just tell me. Yeah. The fuck. <laughs> That's us. That's me and you both. Yeah. Um, OK. Yeah. Uh, so. 
George and Burke are looking over the chart. Burke tells George like not to blame anybody. And it like at this point, they're kind of past the science of it. And it's just about the faith. And, and this is another really good scene. George says like, but we're men of science. And uh, Burke says, in my experience, science is not enough. And then he says like, if you want me to be there for you or offer a prayer or whatever. I'm happy to do that for you, uh, which is very, very nice. And I like that moment for the two of them. Yeah. And it also, you can tell that those stages of, of grief are kicking in because Mm -hmm. George is already going into like denial and bargaining kind of all the, not really bargaining, but definitely denial. Um, Yeah, for sure. You know, Burke asking or him asking Burke if people can come back from multi-system organ failure and like, sure. I'm sure there are statistics that it's happened. Yeah. But. Uh, Is it the norm? Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so George is with Louise, his mom in the waiting room and uh, Heather's mom is there and Louise starts talking to her and she says like, oh yeah, my daughter had science spine surgery, but, and it went really well, but she hasn't woken up yet. And Louise says, yeah, my husband too. Like I was surprised that they, they went through with the surgery and it's like the, for the first time George is like, wait, yeah. Why did they do that? It's like, yeah. he hasn't thought of it yet. Like he really good acting, really yeah. good acting in the scene because you see those lights start to get there, but it's almost yeah. like he's realizing it and he goes, no, like that was, that was Bailey and Weber. No way would yeah. they do that. And then he yeah. gets up and it goes, it, wow, just fucking great scene. Yeah, so that's um, the scene with, uh, well, but right before that, Izzy goes to Heather's mom and says, like, she's asking for you, so she's woken up. Um, and then we get George going to confront Dr. Bailey and Dr. Weber, and obviously, like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, I love it when people yell at Bailey and Weber, but this scene is so good. Like, he does such a good job. Also, the motivation is so clear. And again, it's for sure, like with coming right after the Burke scene where it's like so clearly in in the stages of grief. I'm like, it's very understandable. Um, I'm very lucky in that I have never been in this type of situation, but I definitely feel like something like that would be not a stretch for someone to to go through, especially if they're in George's position of knowing these doctors. Well, um, George obviously knows more about the medicine and he also knows his dad. So he figures it out. He's like, Oh, he asked you to do it, but you should have said no, like you knew better and he didn't. And that's on you. Um, but it's definitely a hard line. I I'm sure as the doctor. Um, yeah, it's also, and then also to have to keep it from George. Here's, here's the thing though. I, I would, I don't think that that's something that you can necessarily forgive someone for uh, what Bailey and Weber did. Like you can understand and appreciate where they come from as doctors, right? Like the, their duty is to the patient. The patient said, Mm -hmm. this is what I want. And yes, you could probably argue, argue that Harold should have told George, this is what's going on kid. All right. But when George was like, we could have had days or weeks or months with him, like, you you just cheated the entire family out of a proper goodbye, of a real true goodbye because of Harold's selfishness. And that's not necessarily yes, that's Harold's fault, but 
I don't know. Like if I if I knew that that was the risk and if they go in there and they open him up and it's truly that bad that they're going to go through and they're going to stick it through and they're going to stick it out, I mean, you got to have a longer goodbye. You got to have more of that. And that's that's just not OK for Bailey and Weber to, in my opinion, to have stolen that from George. Uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's just complicated by the personal relationship of it all. Um, the black and white of it is, this yeah. is what the patient asked. They explained to him the situation. Um, and he was very persistent in like, he wanted a chance to fight. And like we discussed, uh, last week when we watched it and you said like that puts him in a good mindset going into the surgery. And there are studies showing that like, where your mind is at during going into a surgery, like can affect the outcome, blah, 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 all that stuff. So it's definitely not black and white. It's very gray area. Um, but yeah, it's, but also in a way it's almost like, even though Burke told George not to blame anyone, he's going to look for blame. So well, that's just human nature with giving, giving him someone to put that on at least in this early stages. So yeah, it's it's uh it's definitely a a tangled web. Tangled web. Yeah. As but ten ten out of ten acting in this scene, mm-hmm. George. For sure. Yeah, that's a great scene for uh, TR Knight. He crushed it. Um, Is he okay, related so to M M Knight? I don't believe so, no. M mm. Knight Shyamalan and well, TR yeah. Knight. No, I don't think so. <laughs> hmm. 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 Uh, okay. So, uh, Mark is all sickly and upset and talking about being together with Addison and they could have been a family and, and she calls him out and she's like, listen, no, we wouldn't have like, just because I, if I had had this baby, that would not have made us a family. Like you cheated on me and only, and yeah, I only like told you about the last one I know, but like I knew about more of them. There were more. It wasn't just, you didn't just sleep with someone else. Like you slept with a lot of other people. You would have been a bad dad, which is an unkind thing to say to somebody, even if it's true. Yeah, that was real. She went right for the jugular and I respect it, but like, damn girl. Also I'm like, she wasn't saying it to be mean. She was just being like, dude, like look in a mirror. Like you would have been a bad dad. You're rewriting history. This is not what happened. This is not what would have happened. Had I had this baby, like having a baby does not fix problems. If you're not going to work on your own problems yourself, that baby sure as shit isn't going to make them better. I can tell you that right now. No, 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 not at all. (laughs) Yeah. So also, just uh, being a parent rough. isn't for everyone. He would have cheated on That's Addison true, yeah. five seconds in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was cheating. And I'm like, do we think he's saying, like, if there was a baby, he would stop cheating? Uh, if you need a baby to not cheat on your significant other, maybe you just need to not be with that person. Or maybe you don't need to be with any people. I don't know. Like, you know, it's just don't put that on another human being. Yeah. At on that point, just monogamy is not for you. Yeah. And that's fine if that's, but again, you got to be open about it, you know? And, uh, I think it's, I think it's, I'm glad that we're in a point societally where people who don't want children can just be like, you know what? I don't want kids. And then they just don't have them. Whereas, you know, not that long ago, basically everyone, and there are still people who unfortunately think this, like if you don't have kids, you serve no purpose in life. And that is so wildly untrue. And knowing 
that you don't want to have kids, I think is great because then you aren't bringing a baby into an unwanted situation and then like probably putting emotional trauma on that child. Yeah, that would have been imagine being that baby. You're in a trauma cycle for life. Your mom cheated on her husband to be with you or to be born by a, a, a out of wedlock marriage baby and mm-hmm. then your dad cheats on your mom every chance that he can yeah just like so much not greatness for that baby not greatness so i think it's i think it's good on addison's part to call him out uh, again i think it's it would be different if she was like and you would be a terrible father and she's saying it just to like hurt his feelings that's not her intent it's really more to just ground him in the reality of what was actually going on in their relationship when, when she made that choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Queen Addison. We love her. Oh, always. Uh, Christina (laughs) takes Burke lunch, but (laughs) it's so good. Neither of them speak to each other. So she's just standing there and then the nurse comes in and she's like, Oh, it's lunch. I was looking for that. And Christina like, won't give it to him. Uh, and it's really weird and funny. And the nurse takes it and she's like, fine, feed him. <laughs> like, well, oh, what, what okay. did, what did she say? Like, oh, he doesn't get this until something. And then, and then Burke says, can you ask her what that would accomplish or some shit? Like, what did she say? Uh, that was a funny scene, but I didn't write it down. I also Wasted didn't write it down. I just wrote it down. I wrote down. It was weird and funny. Oh, it's so hilarious. I love that. So to all you people screaming at us what they said, I am sorry. We don't remember. Message us on Instagram <laughs> or email us at grazeacademypod at gmail.com. Um, or text us tomorrow morning when you listen to this, Ryan. Um, okay, yeah, so, and Leah. <laughs> so um, Addison is checking on the baby. Alex comes in. Addison apologizes. I think it's a nice... Wait, hold on. It's okay. Does Kelly still listen to the show? Yes. Kelly, you could text us too. Shout out. (laughs) Shout out. Um, so Addison apologizes. It's nice. It's professional. It doesn't cross any lines. She's like, this is the situation. I shouldn't have done that. And I'm sorry. And I like it. Alex doesn't really want, like he doesn't go into it. He's just like, okay. Then he asks about the baby and, uh, She's doing great. Yo, he loves her. (laughs) He loves her. He loves the baby. I'm just kidding. No, he loves Addison. Addison is his Uh, baby. I also love Addison. As soon as he confesses his feelings for Addison, he's going to go have sex with Izzy. (laughs) My God, I thought Izzy was having sex with George. Listen, Izzy can have sex with everyone she wants. That is true. She can do that. Um... So then uh, George is shaving his dad's face and starts telling him about uh, how he lied to him when he was a kid and he hit the neighbor kid in the face with a stick because the neighbor kid was too tall. So he had to get a stick to reach his face. So he hit him with it. And then he apologizes for lying. And then he says, if there's any fight in you, please fight a little harder. And It's quite sad. I was emotional. During this scene. Yeah. And Jessica was. Yeah, I was very emotional. And Jessica was vacuuming 
uh, around <laughs> that area at this point. So I was like, Jessica, can you stop for one fucking second? Uh, and I was like, I need you to know that if you're I'm ever in vibes. a... <laughs> yeah, number one, you're killing the vibes. But number two, uh, if I'm ever in a coma, don't shave me, but definitely make sure my hair looks good. Do you know how to do my hair? Uh, and she did not know how to do my hair. So we need to, we need to work on that. But she's like, well, what's happening right now? And I said, George's dad is in a coma. And she goes, oh, okay. She didn't say anything to her credit because she knew what happened. Um, Yeah. But at the end of the episode, I go, Jessica, George's dad dies. And she goes, I know. (laughs) (laughs) She has watched that far. She hasn't watched all of it, but she's watched this far. Anytime Um, a dad dies in a TV show. Shout out. Uh, She listened to the show. Uh, I know. That's why I gave her a shout out. So shout out. We love you. Um, But anytime a dad dies in a TV show, so sad. So sad. Uh, Yeah. Parent deaths are sad, yo. Yeah. Yo. They do be sad. Do be. Meredith wakes up. Her bed is empty. Derek slept at the trailer. Uh, and then and Meredith and Izzy have a very nice scene. You know what? This episode has a lot of very genuine connection moments. And I yeah. like that about this episode. Yeah. That's really what brings this episode up for me. Um, so they have a very nice connection moment. And Izzy's like, I have all this money and I would spend it. Spend, spend all of it to keep George from experiencing and going through what he's about to have to go through. And she's like, and I can't. It doesn't matter. There's like nothing I can do about it. And it's sad. And it's true. And I have to switch to my phone because for some reason my iPad only has half my notes. So let me just find where we are. Okay. So George, uh, Callie sees Mark and like it's weird because she's a weirdo, but I love her. And so he's like, oh, did Addison tell you? And she says, yeah. And and Mark goes, do you think I would have been a bad dad? And she's like, I don't fucking know. Um, and so she starts asking him like her dad questionnaire, I guess. Uh, she's like, do you like kids? He goes, I don't know. It depends on how loud they are. A plus start. Not a um, good, not a good incredible. start. <laughs> incredible. Uh, what were some of the other ones? Like, uh, do you like your family? Do you remember birthdays, anniversaries? What were the other? She asked another question. Uh, those were those were pretty much the good ones. Those, those were, um, and and he's like, well, I thought that's how like all guys were, and um, she's like, no, to some men, family is everything, and he and he's like, oh, you know men like that, and she's like, yeah, I I do, I know one, so she's obviously like thinking about George. And she and smiled just, so big when she said that. Yeah, she did. I'm going to feel real bad for her when George breaks up with her. Uh, and so then um, Mark's like, yeah, I would have been a terrible father and just leaves. So um, then we cut back into that sad conference room. Dr. Weber and Dr. Bailey are telling the O'Malley's that he is not going to wake up. The ventilator will keep him alive for however long, but they need to make a decision if they want to keep him on that or take him off. And it's, again, really sad moment, really genuine moment. You can see even on Dr. Bailey's face, like the pain she's in having to um, like deliver this news. Um, And uh, it's, it's a bummer. And uh, they asked George, like the, Ronnie, Jerry, and Louise asked George what he thinks, and 
he's like, yeah, he's in pain and he's not dad like this, which is so sad. And I just like, my heart goes out to anyone who's been in this situation. It's one thing to lose someone. It's a whole other thing on top of that to have to make this choice in the matter. And it's just like heartbreaking. I truly can't imagine. It's also, it's, it's sad in a lot of ways, right? Because it took Harold dying for him to get this kind of vindication from his brothers. And yeah, like, I don't think that they could have better wrote a scene where George's brothers respect him and care about and value his opinion like the way that they did. Um, it's just also sad on another level that Harold will never get to see it. Yeah, very, very much so. All of that is very upsetting. Um, and then Meredith goes to Thatcher and asks, like, oh, is there a drawer full of cards? And he's like, the fuck does that mean? And she's <laughs> <Literally>. like, <laughs> I only ever heard my mom's side of the story. Like, do you have another side of the story? Like, is there more information I should know? And like, there kind of is, but he's not going into great detail, right? He's like, he forgets well, how to fucking make a sentence in this scene. Oh, this is, my Meredith gosh. Does the same shit, though. Yeah, Meredith has yeah. done the exact same thing. Um, so yeah, he just says like, "Well, your mom moved to Boston and basically told me not to call, and I didn't." Um, so like, obviously, he's not blameless in that situation. You know, to Meredith's point, he could have called, he could have gone to Boston and tried to see them. Um, again, we know little about Ellis, and what we do know is not flattering. So I have to assume their relationship was tumultuous to say the least um so yeah it's pretty much just what it is so then she was like do you snore because my mom didn't and apparently i snore and he's like yeah i snore uh you get that from me and then he says use earplugs which is what i said you're thatcher kelsey you are thatcher now (laughs) no 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 i don't snore no no Uh But you told people to use earplugs. So you're you're a Thatcher, but without the snoring. I'm just someone with common sense. Derek. Um, Okay, so... (laughs) Okay, I can't. With Burke and Christina. They're both in the room. They're both reading. And Christina's, like, making so much fucking noise with this newspaper. Like, she's being disruptive with a newspaper. Like, that's how petty this woman is. And I just love it. Um... So Derek comes in and Burke asks about Harold and he's like, it's not, he's not going to make it. And Burke looks over to Christina and kind of like sees her face fall. And I think when you get to the end of the episode, which we'll get into when we get to it, I, I think it's safe to assume that Burke knows this information about Christina Um, so when he knows that she's now going to watch one of her peers go through this, that's kind of in my mind, what motivates him to tell Derek that he has not had a tremor since the surgery, um, which brings Christina joy. Uh, so then we get the scene where Bailey is taking Harold off of the ventilator, uh, and he dies and it's very sad. And all the interns and Callie are waiting out in the hall for George. And he comes out and just kind of goes outside. And that Christina scene was rough. Him. That scene was the rough. Chris- 
the Christina George scene or Bailey taking him off the vent? Taking him off the vent later. Because, so for a number of reasons, obviously it's all coming to an end, but I still really was genuinely convinced there was going to be a happy ending to this. And I thought, yeah, I was, until he flatlined, I thought he's going to live. He has to live. He's, he's George's dad. And uh, then the flat line goes and I go, I literally wrote, I go, oh, fuck, he really died. <laughs> oh, he did not live. Like, I know I joked around about him dying and I, I think I said verbatim, he's a goner. But like, yeah, fuck, like that's still sad. Yeah, um, very. It's very sad. But all of this from this all the way to the end, this this scene all the way to the end, it's, it's all sad. Minus Especially, one scene. There's one so, scene in particular that's not sad. Um, the uh, the thing that the writers have done up to this point is they didn't introduce George's dad two or three episodes ago. Like the relationship he has with his family is established. We've seen it in a lot of other episodes. He is close with his parents. He's very close with his father. Like, yes, his brothers annoy him, but like his family he's a family person. Like he's here. He lives where his family still lives. Like he's very involved with his family. And this has not just been thrown out. You know, this is the first time we're seeing him. Oh, your dad's in the hospital and now he's dying. So like we as an audience have this intimate knowledge of, of his family and like their relationship. So it just makes it that much sadder. And yeah, it does make you think maybe there will be a happy ending. And, uh, and then there's not, it's just sadness. Um, so it's, it's just it's sadness. Just sadness, which unfortunately is a uh, reality for a lot of people a lot of the time. You know, people people go through this all the time. It's very very sad. Um then uh Izzy goes to find Dr. Bailey and she sees Heather walking and the surgery went well. She's walking almost upright. It's great. Um, she tells Bailey, like, I am a surgeon and someone who gets emotionally involved with people. Like I am an emotional person. I won't cross a line the way I did before, but I'm still going to be who I am, which I guess is fine. Whatever. You know, you can respect it. She's setting the expectations appropriately. She's like, this is who I am, but I also did learn a lesson from that other terrible thing I did. So that's good. I will not cut an LVAD wire ever again. I will cut no LVAD wires. Um, so then we get one of my favorite Christina George moments. Honestly, one of my favorite moments in the whole show. Like, this is just such a good moment. And I, I love it when we learn about people's backstory in non-conventional ways like this. Right? Where she, Christina just goes out and... And she has a very vulnerable moment with George who has been, they have like their relationship has been to say the least on the rocks for several episodes. Like they're not in a good place as friends. Um, They already, even before all of this weren't really friendly with each other because they're just so differing as human beings. So then obviously when everything goes down with Burke, like it just kind of um, puts even more stress on their relationship and so then this moment really brings just like, it's like nothing else matters. And she knows that. So that's why she's stepping up in this moment and being like, it doesn't matter if you're mad at me. It doesn't matter if we don't like each other. Like 
I know what this is like and you need another person with you to know what this moment is. Um, and it's just very sad. And I just love at the end of it when she says, I'm really sorry you had to join the club. And he says, I don't know how to exist in a world where my dad doesn't to which Christina replies. Yeah, that never really changes, which is very sad because she said her dad died when she was nine and she's in her thirties, presumably. Or at least late 20s. So, yeah, it's very sad to think about. It's it's crazy because like even even right now talking about this episode, like my my dad and I have a interesting relationship, to say the least. (laughs) And even today, my dad called me while dropping off Marlo at school, saying that he's probably not going to be at her first birthday party. And. Even then, trying to think in these shoes of what I would feel like if my dad died. Like, all the crazy shit and all the stupid stuff that he's done. Like, I've been able to have 30 30 plus years of my life with my dad, you know? And trying to put your mindset into that of Christina, who, in this character, and a lot of people out there have had their dads for a lot less time. Some people don't have dads. Uh, It's it's crazy. And... uh, it's just not a spot that I look forward to, obviously, with either my parents. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's just a really um, sad scene. Uh, we w- I will say we learn um, l- much later on in the series how Christina's dad dies. Um, do you have a prediction on that? Like, what do you he think? He was murdered. Okay. <laughs> Murder. Um, and then we have the not sad scene of Alex and Addison at the bar. Hello. Um, it is worth noting that Joe does ask Alex about George's dad. Precious Joe. He's so sweet. Um, Alex goes and sits by Addison and she's like, Do you have a dad? And he's like, Not really, no. And then she just kisses him. <laughs> Cause that's the what you do, I guess. That's just how you respond to that. Yeah. Also, not really. What an answer. So his dad is alive. We have to assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also the kiss. Nice. Yeah. So many nice. good moments happen. Uh, um, happen at that bar. Do we think Addison is sober in this moment? Who cares? No, I just want to know your opinion. My my opinion is who cares? Uh, but she's probably <laughs> she's probably she's probably tipsy. Probably maybe yeah, that's what I maybe would say, lightly like, buzz. Just like maybe second or third, like scotch in. in inebriated enough to know that it's a bad idea, but she's gonna actively choose to do it anyways. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then it cuts back to Meredith's house. She's snoring but leaves uh, earplugs on Derek's pillow. And so he can actually sleep now. That's it. The end. And, but they smile and they cuddle and they're on the bed together. Yeah. So, yep. That's, that's it. That's the episode. What do we think? All right. I'm going to give this episode. A fellow, a four even, 4.0 even, 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to do a fellow and a half because there's just so much like genuine connection and like so many true moments and like just uh, just there's a lot of really good scenes in this episode where you see a lot of raw emotions and a lot of people like there's the Callie and Addison scene, which we haven't seen in a while. There's obviously the Christina and George scene, which means a lot. The Even the little, little, very short Burke and Christina thing where he tells Derek that he hasn't had any tremors. Um, I like the Mark and Callie scene where she's asking him the questions and we see that she's thinking about George. There's just like, so many good scenes. I love the scene where George is yelling at Bailey and Weber. Like, do I love the reality of him yelling at them? No, but I think the scene is done so well. And the motivation is so like raw and real and understandable that like, it's not really that you're on anyone's side in that scene. You're like, this is just reasonably what would happen. And that's fine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, for me, it's definitely a four and a half. It's, it's good. It's a, uh, they, they tell the story of a really hard thing. George losing his dad in a really good way, in my opinion. Yeah. All all of those reasons are the reasons that it's a four for me. Um, I, I didn't think I needed to go up any higher in the rankings just because there wasn't, there wasn't pure, there wasn't like a moment of pure drama. There wasn't like this moment of full on suspense where you're sitting at the edge of your seat. For me, at least, no. because even even when George's dad dies, it was shocking enough that I was like, oh, so he's not recovering. But it wasn't so much of a of a shock that he he was going that route where I was on the edge of my seat, like rooting for it or, or cheering for him to live, you know, like, come on, George, like pull pull through Harold, right? Harold, pull through. Um so I don't know. I just think for me, like I, and also I think a little bit was, it, it is the second of a two part episode. So there, there was a lot of pressure to be a good episode. And I, I don't think it was again, very drama filled. If I'm looking at this strictly from an acting and a human moment standpoint, it's a five, but from an episode yeah. overall, I think the lack of a crazy cliffhanger or the crazy suspense or like a person exploding, um, they, <laughs> they can't, I can't in good faith give it a five. Yeah, that's. Does fine. that make that's sense? Is it my ju- yes. my ra- my rationale? Yes. Um, I think okay. So I was gonna see what predictions do we have? Um, Addison and Alex, do you have a prediction on them? They will have sex within the next three episodes. Okay. Um, George and Callie, you still think they're gonna break up? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, George's dad. You think he's dead? <laughs> he might. He might <laughs> not make it. Um. Okay. Christina and Burke. I want a number of episodes until it is either resolved or over between them. And which one you think it is? I'm pretty sure you said they're going to break up. But uh, I want a number. So they're going to talk next episode. Okay. And. By the season three finale, they will be broken up. Okay. Tell me what makes them talk to each other and who talks first. Burke talks first because Addison's okay. going to talk sense into him. Mm. Okay. Okay. Queen Addison talks sense into him. 
Um, and he's probably going to be telling her off. Like, Christina, <laughs> really? Really? You told on me and you think that you're the one who gets to be not talking to me? And then they're going to break up within the next couple of episodes by end of season three. Okay. Um, I think we only are on season or episode 12 and I think there's 24 episodes. So I think we're halfway through. Let me double check my math. So that means they have 12 episodes to break up. Mm -hmm. Maybe Um, I'm wrong. I have no idea. Literally. It's true. He doesn't. That's the premise. I I um, was re-listening to uh, every once in a while just on iTunes or uh, on Apple, just my my phone. Uh, our podcast will come up because it all goes through iTunes for me to upload it online. And our Hard Day's Night episode, our first one ever. And I forgot that you said you've seen every episode multiple times except for one. Uh, yes. You've only seen it once. So yes. uh, are you're gonna you're gonna rewatch that episode, right? I you will. It will be the second time only of rewatching it. And I'm, I already think about how I don't want to. Can you tell me what season it is? Um, I believe it's season 12 or 14. Oh fuck. We're not going to get there for like two years. <laughs> I know it's cause you need to start watching more episodes a week. I stop can't full time job, Carmen. Uh, I'm, I'm so annoyed with you. I need the stock market um, to just take off so I can retire. Um, okay, so there are 25 seasons, or, please, there are 25 <laughs> <laughs> episodes in this season, so we're uh, almost, ha- we're like halfway, basically. Um, so this is what's happening, and um, Carmen and I have not really discussed this. We kind of discussed it, but not like we haven't settled on anything. So 13 and 14 are regular episodes, then 15, 16, and 17 aired separately, but are like a three-parter. And then 18, 19, 20, 21 are normal. And then 22 and 23, I think, aired together. And then I think 24 and 25 aired together. But those 22 and 23 are two parts. And then 24 and 25 are two parts. So, yeah. And we're going to be in person in a couple of weeks. So maybe we should try to plan something out. We are. But I just don't think we're going to be able to record in person. We're going to be very busy. Like it's going to be busy with all of our friends. Yeah, like, it's we're going to be busy. celebrating your baby. She's getting getting to be uh, having her first birthday party. She's going to be dedicated at church. Like and look at how big she is. It's going to be. I know. I can't. She just and I gave her those pants. I think. I don't know, like, but truly, I think I'm pretty positive those were Scarlett's pants. And when I saw that picture, I was like, this actually makes me emotional that like she's wearing Scarlett's little baby hand me downs. We're also, I think, going to wear the same uh, the same shoes to that baby dedication. I haven't decided yet. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Um, did we do everything? Did we do all yeah, the predictions? Yeah, that's it. I feel um, good. Uh, Thatcher, do we have anything? He's been around. What do we think about that? Is he, what's he doing? I think anything, they're, they're slowly going to build. They're, they're going to mend their bridges. But uh, the second that their bridges get fully mended, he's going to die. I think <laughs> okay. Ellis outlives Thatcher. Okay. Um, but in the in the course of the next nineteen seasons, they both die. Um, I mean, do you have anything for Meredith and Derek? Because like this, I, I, they're obviously not the center of this episode. All, all that we have is that Meredith snores, and 
Um, so I don't really know. Like, do you have anything to say about them if you don't understandable? But do you? No, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until uh, give me at least the next two episodes to kind of see what happens. But I have no predictions on them yet. I don't really okay. care for their relate. It's fine. Their relationship is fine. There's not. There's no. There's no. Monica and Chandler in this show for me yet, you know? There's right, no right. couple that's gotten together that I'm like, oh, fuck. If they break up, I will be devastated. That just doesn't exist for me yet. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, thanks so much for playing, you know, for predicting <laughs> everything. I love it. I love um, this game. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Again, if you have a moment to leave us a review, rating, share us on the socials, text us to your friends, tell everybody you see about us. Um, feel free again to reach out, uh, on Instagram. We are Grey's Academy pod. Um, and you can also email us at Grey's Academy pod at gmail.com. Uh, you can find our episode links in our Instagram bio, as well as the link to our Patreon. That is also in the episode notes for this episode. You can follow our personal Instagram accounts. If you care, I just posted a picture of Scarlett in a bluey costume. Um, so my Instagram handle is chaotically Kelsey Carmen's Instagram handle is Carmen.gabriel.official. And he just posted a picture of him and Marlo wearing matching tiny Jordans. Well, Carmen's aren't tiny, but Marlo's are um, <laughs> yeah, minor, minor, significantly bigger. Marlo could climb into Carmen's and go to sleep, but, um, Yes, so thank you guys so much for listening again. I think again. one of those shoes <laughs> is longer than one of her entire legs. For sure. She has tiny legs. <laughs> She's so short. I'm sorry. Um, I interrupted you. I apologize. It's fine. No. Um, again, we want to say thank you so much to all of our new listeners who have just found us. Hello. Welcome. Please stay around. Please, if you feel so inclined to email us and and tell us how you found us or just email us and tell us where specifically in those countries you're listening from. We just think it's really cool to, to know how people we don't know found us. Um, so thank you guys so much for all the support. Um, and remember if you see Carmen and Marlo walking down the street, compliment our shoes and then don't spoil the show. And, uh, we'll be just the bestest friends forever of all time. And, uh, we will see you all in the next one. Mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time tested gift around a watch. She can wear every day for movement, whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics or tried and true bestsellers movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.